to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 109. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello. Neil got nice and close to the microphone for that one. And also joined by the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Hello. Maybe a little more exciting. Oh. And Neil's like in this dark cave. <laughs> so dark over there. One edge light and then a top. Oh, that's there, better. There you go. That's, well, that's going to blind you. But well, uh, I think yeah, we I do this. Go, I was Skype. going bright and airy right there. That's bright and airy. <laughs> yeah. That. So, you know, for the listeners, we don't talk much before we start. Overexposed. And we just kind of dive in like we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks funny, though. I, I think <laughs> Good to see you guys. Your, uh, your intro, Jimmy, wasn't like what it normally is because I brought it down. You match my energy, and I've, okay. I had that energy because Neil's look is so dark. You know, we're all yeah, feeding yeah. off each other the way it going should be. Side lighting right here. Yeah, he's like that Snapchat Snapchat thing with the green eyes and that new one. I'm not on Snapchat. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you guys on Snapchat? Oh, obviously Jimmy is. No, my wife is on Snapchat. That's as much as I know about Snapchat. Okay. Yeah, uh, guys. It's fun. We had a few drinks. Yes. What's up? What's been going on? What's up? Jimmy, I always start me, with you first. Andy, by the way. I don't know why. Okay. Neil, you're first. What's up, man? No, Jimmy, you go first. Okay. Throwing it no, right I, really back. Okay. I really don't have anything to talk about. I was, I'm completely unprepared for the show. That's all right. We just I literally just wrapped up a, a maternity session, so I'm kind of like coming down from, uh, from the creativity, and now I'm just kind of like blah. Okay. So completely unprepared. Well, then let's let Jimmy go first, and then he'll get that energy okay. going, and then that's going to spawn okay. right, right over to us. All right. Well, so, I just talked about what's up with me, so there I'm done. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you fulfilled the, the requirement. Yeah, that's fine. Since we got we got enough topics to talk about. All right. Uh -huh. So so Jimmy, your turn. Go. He did it first. All right, go. All right. Well, I was saying to you off air a second ago while we were waiting waiting for Neil to come in, is that um. I lost a little weight recently, so I, all my pants I wore last year are, are just too big for me, so I'd buy some new pants. And I remember last year we talked about, like, those golf pants. Remember we, someone chimed in something about, like, oh, golf pants are great, sure. are yeah. very good. They're, they're lightweight. They stretch. They mm -hmm. You got space in them. Um, but they're a little pricey. So I do recall buying two last year. I never wore. Uh, now they're too big on me. And I might wear them once or twice. But um, so listeners, for men – who are on the skinny side, I found these two pairs of pants on Amazon. And here's what's great about them. They're stretchy. They, they, they're in between a dress pant and, a, and jeans looking that's, like That's a good cut. thing. That's a perfect kind of thing. That's what it I is. Like. They're skinny and they stretch very well and they are extremely thin. Okay, what are they? I want to look this up right now. One is called Vertical Sport, mm -hmm. all different colors. Uh, and they're like 25 bucks. And vertical the other sport one, men's vertical, skinny jeans. That's it. Yep. Um, when you do a yeah, slim stretch, look when that'll that'll populate when you do uh, it. When I look that up, though, I only see, <laughs> um, I only see, like uh, women's jeans. 
No, <laughs> well, search men's skinny jeans, slim stretch. That's what I just did. I love vertical sport men's skinny jeans. It's like a Michael Scott of the office wearing a I'm looking, I'm looking woman's right at suit. It. And and the funny thing is, is I see these like zebra striped version of these pants, and I'm wondering that'd be the those would be the perfect ones for you, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, they're, they're um, like these. I would show you, but I can't. I don't know what you're looking at, but I don't see anything. When, I'm t- when you go to Amazon and you search vertical sport men's skinny jeans, look what pops up. Yeah. Okay. I got these weird, like, uh, like very 80s ripped hold ones. They're way over the top, right. even for you're the 80s. You're going to need to send a link. Show me, send, send a link. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to do it right now. I'm, and if I'm, if I'm not lazy, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I'll send it to you right now. So, Do they, do uh, they have one, anything but skinny jeans? Do they have like non-skinny jeans? I don't because I was a uh, I was might. a catcher growing up all my life, and I have like some muscly legs. So there, there's okay. like no way I'm I'm fitting in skinny. Me, jeans. I do not. <laughs> um, calf muscles is something I don't even own. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. All right. So, and the and the other link, the other brand is a little more like a little Guido-y. It's like Peruzo men's skinny fit and. The, they're the same price. I think that the, they're a little thicker than the other ones. But I'm just amazed at how cheap they are, how perfect they are for what we do because of the stretch factor, um, the solid colors they have. Nothing's fancy about it. Um, and like this, the black is like a straight black tight fit. It's perfect. You can put any, you wear any jacket with it, any shirt, and you're good to go. And I'm so happy well, I found these. You're talking about all these, these magical jeans, but I don't see them anywhere on Amazon. <laughs> I just sent you the link. Check out the link. Okay. Yeah, I, I see him now. Where did you send the link? Did you send it in Skype? Uh, in the um, no, in our in our thread. Uh, okay, you know? okay, okay, okay. Do they have um, Do they have like pants that aren't don't that look aren't like jeans? They, I think they do. Yeah, they they might have like like regular fit. See, I didn't no, see no, that's I'm, interesting. I'm, you said. Just... Yeah, go ahead. No. No, no, I'm just not for a jeans kind of look for at a wedding. Yes. And so and so that's actually one thing like about these that I probably wouldn't wear these myself either. Jimmy, you're a little bit hipper. You're allowed to wear those. You're closer to New York okay. City. You can you can right. uh, you can you can be be that guy. I, I so so like what I but I do do the same thing though, where I wear a pair of like they're like uh, Calvin Klein pants that they look like just regular pants, but they're actually kind of jean material, but you have to like really look close that you would never assume that. But they just they kind of blend a little bit, but you would people aren't really thinking that. So it looks for me, it looks appropriate for the kind of weddings that I photograph, but nobody's really looking, you know. So um, right, but you're talking like a jean wash or a jean material? No, I mean they don't. They're not colored like jeans, so they don't look blue or anything like that. They're like a gray pant, but okay. but they have like a little bit of a jean quality to it, and they they kind of like work perfect for me. Um, okay, but uh, but yeah. Um, so, uh, Jimmy, uh, do you want to do the big reveal yes. of what you had mentioned? You, you teased the guests last episode. I did. I you teased I did. them. Do you, you want to dive into it now? We didn't um, go around the table. Oh, okay. We can do that. Do you want to come back to it? Is it like a bigger topic? That. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. We'll okay. That. We'll keep going around the table then, which comes over to me because Neil already went. Um, and my only update is I have been trucking along with wedding season, but for the first time ever, I'm the most caught up with editing than I ever have been. And as a matter of fact, um, I tomorrow on Friday will 
be caught up in editing again like i'm like mm. literally like one one wedding a week i'm just like cranking away at it i'm like i'm like dedicated i'm like nonstop. i'm like i'm not getting in this this thing that i got in before where i'm like all these weddings deep and i'm just like i'm killing it this year i don't know what it is i don't know why and and i've been shooting a lot i've had, been having a lot going on and and i've just been on top of it so um i plan on I, was, keeping I, was, it up this yeah. year. I was just gonna ask you what your secret is because i i kind of need i need some help over here I'm I'm nine I'm nine names deep right now on my on my on my to do list. My secret is when I import the wedding, I feel like I'm. Um, so actually, I figured out another thing with Lightroom. Before I was doing like the smart previews, and I still am, so I can edit from the laptop on import. But the other thing that I'm doing is when I'm instead of importing one making one to one previews, I'm using the embedded previews when I on import. And those embedded previews, when you're in the library mode and you're just like, kind of like right click on the, on the, on the keyboard, um, you know, you're able to go through it without any delay at all on that first round. And the other thing too, is that, cause I used to like do like a preset that I would apply before I started going through that round. Don't do that. That was my, that was, that takes so much time because then it has to re-render the presets and do all that kind of stuff. Um, um, for me, I don't do any preset until I've done my edit in or my calling the first round of calling where I go through the thought man and my my second shooter and I were shooting more than we've ever shot we keep shooting more it's like ridiculous even for like regular full day weddings it's getting bad but um but on that first round of calling where I you know go down to like 1600 images or something like that after the 4000 we shot or whatever it was um you know then uh I can just go through those a lot quicker on that first round and mm. I don't know. Other than that, I'm just like really trying to stay stay on top of it. Um, Do you schedule yourself like hours per day kind of thing? You know, it's like okay, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna work for a certain amount of hours, or do you just? Um, I think that yes. I think that's where I'm I'm hitting a um, a speed bump. It's because I, I work when I feel creative. Yes. Or I, I feel like the, the the juices are flowing, and I'm gonna sit down for a couple hours, mm -hmm. and I really haven't been feeling that lately. So I think that's where I'm getting caught up. But if if you're saying, you know what, I'm gonna sit down for three hours per day, and or I mean, do what, yeah. what do you do? So I my routine. And Jimmy, I, I kind of want to hear from you too. If, if okay. you have a, a routine. Yep. My my routine is um, I I wake up in the morning. I make myself my coffee, and I do a bagel. And then I go and I do I do like the the what I need to get done emails and business wise first and and I don't even like so I only do emails and all that kind of stuff one time a day once a day if, even if I get inquiries um, I'm I'm pretty much just now after I wake up after I have my coffee and that kind of stuff that's when I do my emails and if I get responses back later on don't even care don't even look at them I will save it for the next day um, so but after I do my emails and all that kind of stuff. Um, for setting up shoots and all that kind of stuff, or responding to people, then I go into editing. Um, sometimes I do fall into a little bit of trap where those emails and all that kind of stuff goes on longer than it should. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to be really like on top of you know what I'm doing with that time and why I'm doing with it, or, you know why I'm spending that time. And then every day after I'm done with that, um, I pretty much like it, it, at the time it's usually about like 12 o'clock ish by the time I'm done with emails and all that kind of stuff and all this, that stuff that needs to be done. And then usually from about, um, 12 to four until my wife comes home around four, like 12 to four is just like editing every day. 
Um, and then usually when she comes home, sometimes she'll work out or something like that. And when she's doing that, I'll spend another hour editing. So I'm getting in roughly, roughly five hours of editing a day, pretty, wow. pretty typically on average. Um, and, and I'm just like using that time. And then the thing is, is I'm, when I, I've told you before on the podcast, like once it's like six o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, if I don't have a shoot, I'm done. I'm, I'm like done. I'm done working. I'm done editing. I'm going to enjoy life and uh have dinner and whatever you, you know mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. that's pretty much my my routine lately but i'm but that's why i feel like i'm on top of it because i'm I, I literally am forcing myself to get in those four or five hours of editing every day so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what about you jimmy um well <clears throat> Uh, my day to day is really like quite rock star. So I, I don't, <laughs> I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll get up coffee, computer emails, all that kind of stuff. I can do that from home or the studio, but I'm here. So I might as well do it home. And then, um, depending on weather, I like this time of year, my, my gym down the street has the, a, the, a pool. They always have a pool, but they have a bubble over it in the winter. So I can go anytime, but this time of year, the bubble's down and now it's outside back to being outside. So if, if I want to go for a swim that day, I will check what the weather's doing and I'll like to go around noon, give or take. That's typically like when it's quiet. So I'll do that and then come back to, then I'll go to the studio, take care of studio stuff. There's always apartment stuff going on with tenants, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, then I come back home, maybe do some food shopping in the middle of the day, come back to more <laughs> emails. <laughs> and editing, I'm, Jimmy, editing. I'm getting there, but I'll, I will certainly edit in between all that. All I hear is a lot of stalling. Me. That's what yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm big on editing at night. Uh, I'll do okay. that at night okay. and I will do it like mid midday on like two, three o'clock on till dinner time. I, I like doing that. It's a good time frame for me. I'll throw mm-hmm. some stupid comedy in the background. Oh, yeah, that's an important point that, that I want to yeah. add to that. I think, Jimmy, you and I were talking about this before. Maybe I was talking with somebody else. But um, when I'm editing, at least for the first two rounds, if I'm not doing detailed work, I am. I usually have a, a TV show on that I can ignore. Um, meaning that like, so I like, I'm like a big Star Trek nerd. So I put on Star Trek, the next generation. Cause I, I literally, I know that series. I know those shows inside and out and I don't have yeah. to pay attention to it, pay attention to it, but right. it also kind of like keeps me entertained and, and just like, I'm either, you know, it keeps me focused basically on getting the, getting the work done because I'm not, my mind isn't somewhere else where I can kind of pay attention to it, but I don't have to. And so that's, that's a good place for me to be when I'm at it. Yeah, I agree. Me. I'll put on like Pandora or Sirius, either one. Sometimes if a song you just hate comes on, you got to change it. And then that just kind of throws you off. So at the studio, um, I don't see my TV from my state, my workstation. My two big monitors are right in front of me and, and my TV is literally behind me. There's no way I can see. It. I got I to turn the chair around. If I'm at the bar with a laptop, I can see it. But if I'm going to be on a laptop, I, I'll be home unless I have an appointment coming and I'm bring the laptop to edit weddings and in, in the meantime. So I'll just put on music at the studio and that's typical too. Um, but yeah, and, I, that, and that do helps. You, uh, do you work from a, a, a laptop as well on, yes. when you're at home? I have you to do? be mobile so, because okay. Because so both of you guys are, okay. Yeah, I'll tell I you have my, to, yeah. being mobile is so huge to like, mm-hmm. to like putting your body in different spaces so that you're not, you know, and, and now, that's, and that's my next question. Yeah. The lighting is, well, no, it's it's not the lighting. Do you guys have a dedicated workspace at home? 
but like because I just can't get comfortable. Like no matter what room I sit in, it's like oh, I just I'm not I'm not comfortable here. I have, I I have, so I kind of move around a lot. Yeah, I do. I move around a lot too, and I feel like that's important to like kind of keep myself motivated. So like like when I when when I first in the morning I got the sunroom out back that I just kind of redid and I put in. Like, yeah, I like nice, that room. Yeah, yeah. I put in a nice floor and, and kind of redid it because it was getting it was really kind of not good back there. It was the last room we didn't mm-hmm. do anything with, but I put some work into that, and so now I really love it back there. And uh, since last time I was there, since last time, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because oh, I was like, come over and check it out. I like, like that room. There was like fifty years of filth back there in that room, <laughs> and so like I like got back there and like power washed the whole thing and like got all that crap out and put in one of those you know like the lock and groove tongue and groove floors and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time. I start in that room, but then the sun gets into a place where it's not good to edit back there because the sun's like hitting the laptop and that's no good. Right. So then I kind of shift down to the basement, um, where I watch my star Trek, <laughs> what I was just kind of mentioning and, and it's dark down there and I actually produce better work down there. Cause it's a little bit darker. Like the, like a, the first round stuff is good in that sun room, but then I got to go downstairs cause the sun hits in a place that it's, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm on the same boat for home for studio. I'm locked into my monitors and I only do studio shoots there. I don't, I don't any lifestyle, every wedding. Sometimes I'll even bring a few studio shoots home. Cause my laptop is, uh, 2015. We talked about this. I yes. forget so the last one before they, I think we're all running that a, same MacBook yeah. pro. So, um, mm-hmm. it's fast, a solid state built from solid state. So, it's, you know, but I actually changed my studio computer, which is 10 years old. Um, to Did solid you state get drives. the uh, six thousand um, dollar? No, I am Mac not pro. I no, I still Did, rock did you the pay? Inch. Did you pay a thousand dollars for the stand for the screen? <laughs> that thing, no, that for, stand yeah, for the stand. Five thousand dollars for the screen and a th- actually thousand for the stand. The piece of metal that costs a thousand dollars. Did you? Dude, do I that? paid. I paid two grand each for my monitors back then. The thirty inch monitors, HD ones. They're matte screen. They're ten eighty. Fine. Totally fine. We're not doing video, people. It's totally fine. And everyone still is like, wow, look at those screens. I'm like, yeah, they're great. And I still love them. They're not moving anywhere. I don't need them to be paper thin. They're like three inches thick, maybe yeah, two inches the thick. The 2011 uh, Mac screens, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. They came out earlier than that even. Yeah. yeah, they came out like 2008 or so. Yeah, so I have two of those, the cinema displays. I have yes. the, I have two of the late cinema displays, the 2011 ones. I got them around okay. then. One at the, I don't think they one, changed One them. here and one at the studio. Um, Matt screen? Yeah, they're the, I yeah. know what you're talking about, but there's so there are different versions of it. The one towards the end was a little bit different because it had the um, it has the uh, Thunderbolt like display port. Oh, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have so, that. No, I don't have no. nothing. Thunderbolt but, but they they literally like this monitor they released is like the first monitor since then. That was that. You know what I mean? Since yeah, like I know. 2010 that this is like the, the newest. They like stopped making them and now they want to they want you to pay six thousand dollars. No but I mean. <laughs> That's crazy. My, uh, At home. My, my brother-in-law, he's an engineer for Apple, and he's coming home uh, next month, so I can't wait to lay into him about all that. Oh, lay into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, sh- I should have him on the show. Magnetic power supply. Yeah. <laughs> there, thing, is, right? there is a point that you can make that makes sense. Um, we can get into that maybe later if we want to come back to that topic, but let's move on for now. All right. Um, so, unless you want to get into it now. Yeah. No, no, but uh, let me, my thought yeah. on this on home, Neil, was similar to Andy. I have... Uh, actually, no, there's one spot <laughs> we do it. I'm in right now, a dining room. Behind me, as you can see, is no windows. To my left is a deck, like sliding doors. It goes to a small deck. Uh, I'm staring at my kitchen, which is quite open. And I'm staring to my right. I'm seeing my 65-inch TV, big uh, uh, window behind it, another big window over there, front door over there. Uh, I'm like the captain's chair in this whole thing. And I'll top it all off. I'm in a simple dining room chair. However did buy a couple years ago 
This thing, right? Can you see it? It's a memory foam seat from, I believe the company's called Save Your Back or Save the Back. Save Your Ass. Save Your Ass, something like that. (laughs) Um, My friend Emily, she's a photographer. She was complaining about chairs and I recommended this to her and she bought one. This thing's great. It's a thick memory foam. It's about a hundred bucks. Well worth it. Makes every chair so much better. Because at the studio, I have a nice Herman Miller chair. And I love that thing on wheels, and it's great. And I got a rug below me, so I don't really move much. But you know, I, I'm on a dining room table here, I'm in a small house. So okay. I'm in the okay. same thing. I'm mobile, and I can go to a coffee shop with this, or I can go to the studio with this, or if I get my car detailed, you know, and I'm there for a couple hours waiting for something, I can bring my laptop and do some work with it. It's, it's a great way to work mm-hmm. mobily, especially for weddings when you got thousands of images yeah. to call. That, that's yeah. why for the mobile for that part of it yeah the, the only time that i'm stationary like at like a desktop kind of thing where i plug in my macbook to the thunderbolt display right the only time that i do that is when i'm doing headshot work and i'm doing like the detailed edit work when i'm using the wacom the wacom tablet with the pen and i really need to get in there and like draw hair and stuff like that because i do that when i'm doing that kind of work yep. um you know you take out the stray hairs and then you kind of draw on the new hair and blend it out mm-hmm. and, and all that yeah, um, at my studio, I had this. I I made this shelf below me, and um, it was already there. This desk was made perfectly for for my system. The the sixty inches wide of of uh, monitors fits perfect on this glass top. There's a space below, and there's this thing that slides out below for a keyboard. So I made the thing that slides out. I rose it up a couple inches, so it's better height. And then I um, and then I put the Wacom tablet on that. It's actually an older model. I bought the new ones. I didn't like the new ones, and so I just slide that out. Pens at the ready. Work the tablet. That's for retouching. Slide it back in. Keyboard lives on the the glass thing, and I have one of those big, huge mat um, uh, mouse pads. You know, they're, they're like gaming ones. They're mm-hmm. like I don't know, twenty inches wide or so, because mm-hmm. the mouse won't work on glass. And that's my studio setup. It's been that way for two studios now. It's it's t- like ten years. I have not changed my setup for the studio, and it's I'd love it. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd I, if I were ever get a, another Mac Pro. It might just be a newer one, maybe the trash can one, if this one dies out. But so far, so good with this changing over to solid state. That dramatically sped things up. My computer starts like in a minute now. Yeah. L- less, like 30 seconds. It used to take like four minutes to start up. So Yeah. Listeners, nice. do remember that we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But, ju- but first, just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. Uh, that's a big thing if you get something out of the show. If you enjoy the show um, and you get a lot of information out of it, leave us stars there. Leave us all the stars. Words are better. Stars are okay, too. I guess they're updating that, too. They're going to have like a separate um, apps. Like they're breaking up iTunes into different apps. I think that's a good thing because those the that iTunes app is getting kind of weird now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's in the next version of uh, Mac OS, apparently. But anyway, um, and please help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com, which actually, I forgot. I think we got something recently that we were going to respond back to. I'll look that up in just a second. Um, but info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. Um, just go to Facebook and search for Wedding Photographers Unite and uh, you can message us in there and we're, we'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Uh, so actually, let's go to one of those, uh, f- something in Facebook that we were going to respond to today and start with that. 
Um, whoa, whoa, Jimmy, you could, you know, you don't have to do this finger thing. He's like, he's like <laughs> no, waving like, these wait, fingers wait, 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 at me, wait. like he wants me to go in a no, different well, direction. Gonna, like, dude, just re- dude, you, redirect you, it, man. Redirect it. Where do you want to go? Where do you, you want to go? Could not have segued better into what my reveal was, what I teased last week. Perfect. So, okay, you so, could, I could have not have asked for a better segue. Well, well, not, Jimmy. Not the, be- between the way that you teased whatever the hell this is last episode <laughs> and between right. the perfect segue right now, I, yes. my expectations are so high. This better be good. I mean, they're so high for whatever this could potentially like be. I've thought about so, getting this for about a year, maybe a little less. Oh, it's, oh so a it's less. a piece of gear that you are going to buy. Oh, that's so exciting. What? <laughs> what? Okay, un- unblur, unblur. Unblur? I don't even know how to unblur. All right, I'll just tell you what, what it is. I bought the Loop Deck Plus oh boy. editing keyboard. Oh, boy. A keyboard? Oh, wow, this Jimmy. Is... I'm so excited for oh, you and your Loop God. Deck keyboard. Like, this is, this has been the most exciting thing that I could now. possibly God, imagine like... in my life, and I'm sure our listeners' lives as well. <laughs> uh, the hype was totally worth it. Why don't you tell like, us you know about your is? Loop Deck like keyboard, Jimmy? Final season. You guys don't even know what this thing is, do you? <laughs> I know exactly no what it is. It's something that makes your Lightroom editing faster because you turn some knobs. Right? That's yes. what I'm supposed to be excited about? Okay. Then I'm, I don't know any to talk about if you guys don't give a shit about <laughs> no, it. No, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bringing it down because you brought it up so high. Uh, but go I ahead. You're excited, so, I, so yes. excite us. The I Apple did not want to get for this thing. What did you say, Neil? <laughs> Does it work in Aperture too? Uh, I, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> um, all right, so you have to buy the Loop Deck Plus. Don't buy the, the first one. It's just it was like, you know, the iPhone one. So at first I'm thinking, all right, is this thing really going to be worth it? I'm only one wedding in on it. And I'll tell you what, first of all, calling alone is like, click, click, go, bam, bam, go next, next, next. You can do, one hand can do everything. One hand can do everything in combination. Um, what are you doing the with the editing, other hand when you're using the one hand? Well, I, I can't say that. So, and then with, once you get into <laughs> develop mode, um, it is, it is quite fast. You can, you, everything's right in front of you. You can customize buttons. You can still call pretty quick. You guys don't, you don't I'm, just gonna, I'm talking to myself. Talk. So, all right, Jimmy, sir, what else you got? Jim? I got here's what I got. It's great. Oh, Jimmy, you like this thing right here? Yeah, this thing's great. Let me talk more about this to myself is that the control dial is worked great. Cause when you go into, here's what's good. This, this is, this is good. You guys give a shit still. So if you're into, um, shooting groups and you're at a place where your horizon line has to be straight, whether you see the river in the background, architecture, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm never shooting perfectly horizontal no matter what. I'm constantly going into, I'm hitting R, I'm getting the crop mode, I'm clicking above outside the image so I can rotate counter, counterclock or clockwise, and then hitting enter, and then hitting next image. This one, I go in the mode of control dial. You just turn it, it gets you in that mode. One of the button gets you to the next image already in that mode. So you can go one, one image, rotate a little bit this way, next one, this way a little bit, that one, this one. Lightning fast. I've Reviews on this thing is like, once you get to know it, they're like, how could you possibly not have it? It's kind of like the Wacom tablet. Wacom try, tablet. Try editing with, yeah. with your fingers on a trackpad. Yes, compared for, to for that Wacom kind tablet. of work. I understand what you're saying. Well, so, Jimmy, we are far, excited. I'm sure the listeners yeah. are excited for, this, for the big are. reveal. <laughs> and we're glad that you're happy. 
And maybe we probably just lost so many <laughs> listeners right now. It's probably a lot of listeners just, uh, no. you know, listened up until now and then they just okay. signed off. No. Right. <laughs> there you go. There's my reveal. <laughs> Loop deck, yeah. keyboard. I still love it. it I'm going to hold it up. Do you, this is going to, I was going to put it right blur. Now, oh, so oh. All you see is this loop deck yeah. in and out of focus. That's cool. I get it. I get it. But I've got my little workflow and I use the buttons on my keyboard instead. But I get right, it. You, you keep going button mode. I get it. <laughs> um, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to spend 200 bucks on this thing. I was like, that's, that's you know, it's plastic. 200. With, with some knobs on it. Yeah, I know. But I thought, well, well, lens comes out. It's like 1500. Like, oh, everyone dives all over that. You know, like it's no big deal. But, uh, you know, this, 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 if this speeds up my process, if, if yeah, a year from now I don't like it, I'll put it on back on eBay. I'll sell it for a hundred bucks. I'll get money. I'll get. Ooh, I'll, I'll buy it for a hundred. No. Yeah. But uh, I like it. I like it so far. Oh, gentlemen. Molly writes to our Facebook page. Uh, she, we reviewed her website, I believe the re- last episode or maybe two episodes before or something. Um, and she said that she had a, has a question about emergency situations and what happens, it's that age-old question, what happens when you get hurt? Didn't Some, we address this last week? I don't know. I don't think we talked about it on the show. It came up in the, in the feed on our Facebook page, but we never talked about it on the show. Um, I, yeah, I, mi- I missed this. So, so she basically said, um, you know, if you have someone take over a wedding in your place, how do you handle the the pain of it? How do you handle the editing? If you end up having an emergency situation and somebody else shoots the wedding for you, or you're not oh, able to make it, or what mm. happens if you die, and what you know the contracts? So like, what plans do we have in place when these emergency situations come up, and how do we deal with those? And once you guys start answering that, um, and then I'm gonna just look up whatever this other question is we had on the email, but. Uh, what do we do in those emergency situations, guys? Uh, What's the plan? I, I think I I don't know if either one of us can answer that question. It depends on a the contract, what it states in such a situation. It might just be as simple as all money will be refunded. Very sorry. Um, we will try our best to to replace ourselves, you know, or myself or one one person, multiple photographers, whatever the case is. Um, it depends on what your contract states. Really, mm-hmm. because you cover yourself in that situation and also think about the client to reassure them. I would I get that question quite often. And I tell you the same thing. I belong to, you know, a, a nationwide professional organization. And if I make one phone call, it will spiral from there. And what and, if you can't and, make the phone call. You're, you're doing the what ifs. What, what if what if Godzilla shows up? The day of the wedding, you know, I mean, what if where there's a flood the day of the wedding on the, on the venue, you know, ask that question to to the, the place like, oh, but there ever been a flood. There could be a flood. So it's it, it's Jimmy, it's what a, happens if there's net. an earthquake on my wedding? What are you going to do about it? I'm going to sh- that's going to be interesting in New York. I'll tell you that <laughs> we had one a few years ago and I missed it. Okay. Sorry. Let's get back on topic. That was my bad. Yeah, that's um, all right. I mean, you, you bring up a good point because your, your point right now is, is what if this, what if this, what if that? And you're right. You can go. You can, to, to your ears bleed, you can say all the what-if possibilities. And well, I at mean, that point, it's like, yeah, you can uh, just say, I'll try my best to replace myself. And if I can't, I'm very sorry. But, you know, if I'm in a coma and everyone else I know is in a coma, um, what, what do you want me to do? 
you know, just protect yourself legally that they can't come back and sue you for half a million dollars. All right. Jimmy, that was a nice start, the, um, but we got to keep going. Jimmy, Neil, the, uh, what do you do? We, we actually had to resort to this, you know, uh, in our contracted states. If something happens to me, my wife will take over as main photographer and we will call an assistant to help her out. And in the end, I will edit the images just like normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that one episode, uh, we, we covered this. It was kind of bad audio, but it was when my grandmother had passed away. I had to go to the funeral on the day of a wedding. My wife took over. We called an assistant, and she, they covered the day, and then I, I was able to show up at, at the reception and take over from there. Uh, so that's what our contract states, and if if something happens to both of us, or if let's say if my wife takes over, then we call an, uh, another assistant as well. So there's always two photographers. Now, if, um, if something happens to both of us, then money will be returned. Yeah. Okay. And right. you know, what will we and it, it doesn't say in the, this contract but we do just tell them we will do our best to find someone else for you. Um but contract wise, you know, that's what it says. Yes. Um for me what I respond to that when somebody asks me is uh, first of all, um I anytime I get a contract uh, for a wedding it goes um, in a folder that syncs up to Google Drive. So it's in the cloud. All the contracts are in the cloud. So if something were to happen to me, um, and I and then let's say I get totally run over, I'm just like not here anymore, or something terrible happens, right? All those contracts basically are in a, the cloud that number one first my wife has access to. So she would I, I basically she basically has instructions from me that are like, you know, if something happens to me, you just look at this email and then you send them the, send a, a, one of my photographer friends and she knows all my photographer friends, you know what I mean? Like who they are. And then it's just send them the link, send them the contracts. And then what's going to happen and what has happened in the past, one of the, some things have happened to photographers is we all kind of help each other out. We make it happen. And I mentioned to this, to the couple, you know, I say, you know, if something were to happen to me, um, you know, your contracts are all in the cloud. Um, and we're going to find somebody to, we're not, you know, to, to, to do the best we can in the situation amongst our community of photographer friends. And, and you're in a good community if you, you know, you end up hiring me because, you know, we're, we are trying to think about these things. So, um, all the contracts are in the cloud. That's the first thing. And then, um, you know, as, as far as that first part, but then, yeah, you got to have to have in the contract that, um, you know, like what happens in an emergency situation that has to be like a line item or a section in the contract that basically says in acts for acts of God, you know, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not the photographer's responsibility other than Mm -hmm. the total amount paid for the wedding. Um, you can't sue for anything beyond that. Basically, um, there's, there's a look up, you got to have that part in your, in your contract as well. It's not necessarily that I bring that up with a couple. I don't talk about every aspect of the contract, but I do kind of go over the basics with them, but that part needs to be in there. Um, but have it in the cloud and, and have, um, not only just a, some, a family member, but uh, another photographer friend is a good idea too, or maybe swap with another photographer friend so that they have access to, to your contracts or their contracts, but back and forth, if that situation would ever happen, then you just go there and then you'd be able to say, you know, some, some, some such and such happened to this photographer friend. And then that person's going to go and try and find, fill, fill it out or try and find yeah. people that are available. Um, that's, that's I had, the only thing uh, we I've can only had- do. I've only had one phone call come my way, and by the time I got back to the person, they they uh, they found someone. Yeah. It was like mm. that morning, and I called it. I'm like, yeah, I'm available. Like, th- thank you. We already found someone. I'm like, okay, cool. So you know, it was like a, 
it was, I forget what group it was a part of, whatever case is, but, um, uh, you know, someone covered a professional photographer covered the event and I would just for, for Molly and her in a question, um, do you know, just make sure in your contract, like that it states that is protecting you and protecting the client and that you're not going to put yourself in any kind of situation where if a B and C does happen, um, which it could be as simple as like, Oh my God, I got in a skiing accident and, um, both my ankles are, are, are I, I can't walk, I can't do anything. And then I, I don't feel comfortable. Someone push me around in a wheelchair issue or my ankle, my, my wrists are broken. I can't even pick up a camera and you're fine, but you're, you, you will be fine. But you know, you're not fine for that day or that weekend, or you cut a finger off or something, you know? So any of those things that happen, just make sure that you are going to cover yourself. You're going to still be looked upon like, okay, she did what she said she was going to do. And you and you do the best you can. Yeah, we have such a great community. We really do. If in uh, in just uh, you know, have, have this conversation with one of your photographer friends. I remember, um, gosh, he was, he was a friend with almost all of us. His, his, his name was Frank Dimio, um, and he he passed away um, unexpectedly. And uh, one of his friends, you know, um, got a hold of his contracts, and then he just posted to some groups of uh of things that needed to be edited and things that, that needed to be shot and gosh everybody jumped and and got everything done for him it was it was quite extraordinary it was That's really good. yeah it was really cool so yeah uh one more thing that uh she mentions or or asks that that would we should probably address too uh, she basically said like you know if you have somebody take over for what in your place do you make them in charge of everything so just editing and delivery, or do you turn the majority of the money paid over to, and then deliver the raw files like you would an associate photographer? Um, and my answer to that would be if something terrible happened and I was no longer alive, then I would just have those photographers look at those contracts and then just take them over and try and fulfill them as best they could. Um, and if they uh, didn't, um, uh, you know, or, or if I was like, like on in the hospital or something, it's still my business, right? So I would hire somebody else to shoot the wedding. It would still be my business name. And then in that case, I would pay them as a, as a shooter and then maybe, you know, pay somebody else to edit or edit myself or something like that. And then she asked who would retain the copyright in that second case, I would retain the copyright in the first case. If I'm just giving out the contracts to somebody else and the other photographer is going to try and help out because in that situation, you know, if you've just taken a deposit, um, you know, I would fulfill somebody else's contract, somebody else's wedding contract without the deposit, right? And, you know, you're working for maybe two thirds of the amount that you normally would, but but we're going to do that to help each other out. You know what I mean? To help yeah. each other's families yeah. out and stuff like that, you know? And in, that case, in that case, it would be, be your gig and you would own the copyright if you were the photographer taking over. But in that second case where, you know, I'm, I'm okay enough and I'm in the hospital and somebody else is shooting for me, it's still going to be under my studio name, essentially. And I'm going to maintain copyright and all that kind of stuff, you know? Right. So that's just that second part of her question there. So it's a heavy question. Yeah, but it's also a reality and, you know, one that we should think about. You know, look at me going on about <laughs> I won't get into into any of that. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Going on about reality and what's what's true and not. Um <laughs> I'm not just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Uh let's go to the next topic. Um the next topic is uh oh, how about um being obtrusive at wedding did you guys see the post that somebody made in our group uh the video of 
Kevin Ryan. Yeah. Kevin Ryan yeah. posts. Hey guys, oh he my, loves the yeah. show. Um, he's guy. a wedding videographer, getting to know photography. I'm curious, what do you think of the situation? Is this um, for real? Of this photographer, and what would you say about it? Um, and then there's this picture of this couple, and they're you know they're doing their vows, they're about to kiss or whatever, and then as soon as they kiss, the photographer, the photographer, the photographer gets in behind them he's got this wide angle lens he's like pop 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 and his face is in like all these <laughs> photos when when the guests start taking pictures of the first kiss and all this kind of stuff it's the stupidest thing in the world i know that people do it whatever but what come on come on what do you guys think I about don't that know if this is that real. in combination with somebody else asked i think based off of that like um what's obtrusive or not obtrusive or how should we be at a ceremony what what crosses the line where are the gray areas what do you think, guys? What's, what's you know, okay you know, and what's even, not? Oh, even officiants, real. priests, they actually, once they say, you know, you may kiss a bride, they even get out of the way. Like, they, they dodge. And then here's a photographer jumping in there. Um, my gosh. Don't do that. Um, and even if it's a request, I, I don't know. That's just me. Kevin, um, let, I, I would say let's let's do this later. And let, let me do this that that behind shot later. I don't know if I, I understand a lot of people request it probably because there's mm-hmm. one probably popular image on Pinterest. Right. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I would say no. It was I, whoever the, the first few photographers are that did that. Then, you know, fine. But but the problem is, is that. You better have had that conversation with the couple. You better have had that conversation with the venue. You better have had that conversation with even mom and dad. Do you know what I mean? Like before I show up in those photos, like just, just I want to make sure everybody's on board before I go jumping her up behind you behind your first kiss. So you have pictures of my bald head back there while you're <laughs> while you're kissing, making your first kiss. It's just that's so dumb. And I mean, like I the, said, the in shot the group, can this be is cool. why priests hate us. This right. is why they say yeah. you can't go back beyond the. Uh, the past pew in the back pew in the back right. of a church. Let, yeah. let me let me chime in here for a second. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. If I didn't probably if defend this, the guy. No, if this wasn't put on the thread, and Kevin, please message me and assure me that this is real, because if I just saw this video, I would be a hundred percent saying this is fake, and here's why. First of all, the efficient is for the most part, almost a hundred percent of the time right behind right center right there and i see a clipboard to the right so maybe that's efficient over there talking off to the right or left but this photographer pops in frame two on cue goes up goes down what no i'm just watching the video as you're talking sorry yeah up down and then the the, then the person then the other video of her go stands up and goes looks back at the camera goes you kidding me it's so it seems so set up set up yeah when you see a video that's like, oh, this is going viral, and you look at us, and you, you stop real. for a second, and you look at it, and you go, That doesn't surprise fake. me at all. With the is level it really of, going viral? I thought it was no, just I'm in our it. group. And, and Kevin, I mean, this, I, I really like to think that it, that it's not, but it, it, but you you have gold for like something that's like that could go viral and be like, look, this is yeah. for real. This is yeah. really not set up. And I'm, I would like to believe you, but it's it's. It's it look it just it you know it smells like it's set up. I would like to know who the photographers are and talk to them of what what was going on. Was a requested shot? What were they thinking? Maybe I don't I don't I don't know. If it's real, if it is real, if it is. But you know, also for this beginning part, the focus of the the video is on the tree, not on the couple. You know, it's. 
it, I, we should we, we can move on but i'm just saying it just, it's such a perfect video of like the hey look at this and what do you guys think no kevin message me please and, and ensure me that this is real <laughs> all right all right after he says that your shot is out of focus <laughs> well it is it, from this little from i'm looking at right now the, the, the trees in focus uh jimmy this is for you uh crystal yes. Uh, writes into info at weddingphotographersunite.com and asks, what new camera strap or holster were you guys talking about? Ooh. It was something new that he likes. I'm thinking yes, that means I love you. It. it was before okay. the 135-18 talk. Jimmy, what was yep. the name of that camera holster? R.L. Handcrafts. One more time. R.L. Handcrafts. You can find them online. They have a few. There's um, a bigger pro model, which seems like very thick and heavy. They have the Derringer, which seems very interesting. I might have, I probably should have gotten that one. And then I have the Clydesdale. So what I do with the Clydesdale now is I do this. I have a um, camera on the right with the extended slider, the longer, with the medium one, not the one that comes with it. The, what is the nine inch maybe, or I forget, there's two more versions. I have the second, the next one up from that because I have a vertical grip on it. And I need to go vertical with a camera and with a shorter slider, I can't do it. Then on my left side, I have two shorter sliders and they connect to a little bag that holds a couple lenses. So it's kind of like if you look online, you'll see and you'll all come together. You'll see the Derringer that's that's more um, it can it can retrofit like different things. You can unsnap a, a slider and put like a another longer strap there and and really put a bag like appropriately on that, which is, is meant to do. But when I kind of makeshifted that on my strap, I didn't like the way it fell. So I like the way that this makeshift thing I do to hold the bag works. And I can also, secondary, I can also put a camera on there if, I need, if need be. And I can also take one of those sliders, clip it to the bottom of my belt, take some of the weight when I just have one camera at reception, and it just feels good. It feels like like a suspender almost. And it just it's, it's perfect for my height and all that. I think I have the small version, I forget. But RL Handcrafts, very good company, looks cool, very affordable, uh, uh, very affordable compared to um, the other big wig there. What's it called? Holdfast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means. Gentlemen, I'm going to hit you with some news stories. Okay. And I want your <laughs> I got it. initial oh, I reactions, it. your impressions I as I hit you with some recent news Ooh, this stories. This is news. This is new for our our show. I like it. This is a, a new segment because we're very organized on this podcast with our segments, and we come back to them and use them all the time, just like a good podcast. We even have songs that we have, and uh, we ent- we enter them into the show. No, I'm just kidding. We don't do any of that. We just sit here and record on the microphones. Um, but <laughs> this is a new segment, and uh, so here we go. Uh, are you guys ready? Yeah. Get ready for your re- your reactions. Okay. Story number one. Sony has overtaken Nikon for the number two spot behind Canon. Who's shocked on this? Wait, I thought Sony's number one now. No. No. Oh. Canon's number one. Nikon was number two. Now Sony's number two and Nikon's number three. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it incorporates video too. No reaction? 
No surprises. No, I'm not shocked. Next question. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I thought Sony was number one. <laughs> so so they moved down to number two in my spot. So, <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Who cares? Okay. No, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but didn't, didn't we just have someone? Oh, I'm sorry. We should go. I'm sorry. We should continue. But didn't yeah. someone, wasn't there a little Sony talk? Sony yeah, Nikon. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. But, uh, okay. I mean, right. you know, I was I was hardcore Nikon user for years. I I love my D5, which oh, is not mean, uh, But what are you talking about in the group? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't going to bring that story up. Oh, okay. All right, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, but, but even you know, even though Jimmy and I both told the girl that we'll we'll cover it in the oh, show. Oh, okay. Well, then let's let's talk about <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. Let's continue. No, well, let's, let's finish continue. the news and then maybe come back to that because yeah. this next story is related. Here's story number two. Canon's 7D line has come to an end. So okay. they're no longer ma manufacturing 7D. Now, keep in mind, the 7D is a crop sensor camera. That was kind of silly. Any concern or thoughts with that? Um, I don't think... It, I, I think all... I think Nikon and and Canon soon will stop with the crop sensor. I think... I think for, yeah. for an SLR version. Yeah. Dude, when you think about, like, because before, the people who would buy the crop sensors are the people that didn't want to step up to full frame or have the money for it, right? It's the money, really. And now you can just get these Sony mirrorless cameras for less than 1000 or the same price, you know? Um, right. So, I mean, what's the point? So, of uh, course, well, it's coming to crop sensor will, will exist on smaller point-and-shoots, of course. And the Fuji. And maybe, like, the Fuji line that yeah, has a smaller... they seem to really like that for some stupid reason, but okay. Well, that's fine. But, I mean, for travel purposes and, <laughs> yeah, and, and small things, yeah, you, you want, want a small couple sensors, lenses. go ahead and use them. That's what I say. I'm just, <laughs> just, just going to keep stirring that pot from a couple episodes ago. Yeah, right. See what else I can brew up over here. Watch yeah. your ego, Andy. Yeah, I'm not going to even get into that. <laughs> there's certainly a market for that. You know, and but for a, a DSLR who is pretending to be a full-frame, just... Do the full frame. Yes. Really, in my opinion. You know? Yes. Anyway. Uh, you know, the next story, this is another recent news story, May 30th, 2019. Sony just slashed its mirrorless camera prices by up to $1,000. Yeah, no, no, nothing that anyone wants to buy. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, what was that? So, yeah, huh. and the reason for that is, is, but what the, so the Sony A9, $4,500 cameras and now $3,500. That's the biggest one. That's the biggest. But that was an older, one of the first ones that came out, right, of this new line. Yeah. You know, once the, the better autofocus came out. A7R3, the camera I have, $3,200 camera, is now $2,600, 600 off. Um, they are not having a sale on the A7 III because they'd be stupid no. to do that. I mean, that's of a $2,000 camera that everybody wants because it's in that pocket. Um, however, that A7 II, the normal A7 R2 with the high resolution, but the, not the good, not as good autofocus. If you're like a landscape shooter, this is a good camera for you. A7 R2 is now fifteen hundred dollars. A7 S2, uh, normally twenty four, down to two thousand. A7 II is a nine hundred dollar camera, full frame, nine hundred dollar Sony mirrorless camera. A7 II, mm. not bad, nine hundred bucks. I, I I mean, I don't know many landscape photographers. I'm guessing. That most landscape photographers are probably like, I'm fine. I got my DSLR. I got my 5D, whatever they got, 24 megapixel, whatever they're doing, maybe higher. And they might be like, I don't need to change. I don't need mirrorless. I, I, I'm on a tripod. I'm shooting the 15th of a second. I'm in control of everything. This is what I do. I hike they, a place. They, I wait yeah, there they, for an hour to shoot. They probably like, only shoot a couple thousand images per year, too. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. mirrorless is not their bag. They, don't, they don't need it. They don't, more importantly, they don't, they most likely don't want it. So they're like, okay, so you can make a you can make a fifty megapixel image. 
camera. I'm not switching. I got to switch lenses and everything. It's like I'm. Like, they they want more weight on the tripod too, so they want a bigger, heavier camera. It, yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't. Sony's demo, their demographic for their mirrorless cameras is the lifestyle shooter, sports shooter, wedding photographer, of course, uh, stuff like. That. I've played with the A9 recently, um, when Vegas, and I was really not impressed. I was hoping for more. It's it's a faster. Um, well, you have it's a, in your it's a faster A7, A7 III. Exactly, in your A7 III, you have the pretty much the same autofocus. The A9s is definitely better, yes. but it's it, yours is closer to it than actually mine is. My A7R3 isn't even as good as the A7 III as far as like the the okay. autofocus, but it's it's close. It's just I, not. Quite. When I mean fast, I mean like twenty frames a second fast, and it does that blackout free. Yeah, thing. yeah. But it yeah. only does blackout free for. Um, the silent mode. Well, the silent the, mode is definitely better on the A9 too because there's two processors in there. And remember the yeah. problem you were having with the banding and all that kind of stuff? That doesn't happen Correct. on the A9. Yeah. Um, but um, next news story, a next news item. Uh, Nick Collection 2 has arrived. Um, remember Nick Software? Oh, yeah. And they. I still want- use it. No shit. Me too. Oh, sorry. And sorry. They- Excuse my language. Yeah. <laughs> And they oh, want I'm you, excited about this one. What? Yeah, they do want you to pay for it, though. Oh, because no. now, remember all the changes that Nick went through? Yeah, they Because originally, Nick was just Nick, right? And yeah. it cost money. And then right. Google oh, right. bought Nick. That's and Google, right. Google was like, here you go. It's all free now. Um, and then, if you were on a Mac anyway, using the Google stuff, things just started breaking and not working. And they didn't fix it for like two, three years. Yeah. And then this other company came and bought it. And now that those other companies came and bought it, they they started charging for it again. And I, like a fool, because things were not quite working the way that it should be, I just bought it again. Um, and now they're releasing the version two. Although there are here's the pricing on the new version two. Um, Nick Collection two is now available through the DXO website with a price tag of one hundred fifty dollars. It's on sale for a hundred dollars through June thirtieth. An upgrade from the previous version will cost you eighty dollars. Or it's on sale for sixty dollars through June thirtieth. So if you act now by June thirtieth and you ha- and you just bought the most recent version, you can get it for sixty to upgrade. I probably should. See why? Why can't uh, they just be cloud based like Photoshop and Lightroom? You know, free upgrades and stuff. I, they, mm. Yeah, they might not update enough to do that. I don't know. I, I don't have. I don't. I don't have it anymore. Oh man, it's kind <laughs> of a letdown. The top comment on the on the. I was excited. Story. I was very excited, and then now all of a sudden I'm like <laughs> let down. <laughs> The top comment on the uh, Pixel uh, story that I'm reading this from uh, is, is by Scott. And he says, um, here's to hoping that Google buys DxO and makes it free again. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a strange turn of events? The next news story, um, Apple has redesigned the Mac Pro. And it is a 6K plus the entry price of 6K. You could get up to like 50 grand apparently with this thing. Monster editing machine. Thoughts again. Reactions. Th- th- Let's and, and also we started to get into this. The 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 screen is five thousand dollars and the stand is a thousand. I'm not but that's insane. But let me actually the, the point that that the high end video people and movie industry people are making is that they actually do have like you know super mission critical color editing monitors you know some of those things go for like twenty thirty thousand dollars something like that so it's this is actually an apparently like a, a steal as far as things go um as far as the the monitor itself um apparently 
and and yeah and the computer is a workhorse of a computer and it's you know it's, it's literally for it's not for wedding photographers it's for people that are doing just the highest end production hollywood, work. hollywood movies exactly and, and you're you're gonna be like you can you know what are you gonna do like output three video streams at the same time and all this kind of stuff you know it's when you're doing that that high-end super critical critical um you know production work right but uh, that's that's who it's for and, and i guess in some level fine because they almost kind of ignored pro users like totally you know oh they did for um, too long so yeah if they want to go there the problem is that they're, that they're leaving out they went they went so high end that they're leaving out their regular pro users with that you know so maybe yeah. th- maybe i think this might might be their the, what they needed to do though to make those the movie industry people happy because they were probably starting to lose people pretty heavily and that's why they had to do this and now maybe that they have that in place maybe they'll trickle down you know what they can trickle down to another pro line hopefully who the hell knows they're charging a thousand dollars i don't i'm not in that business anymore i don't i and even if i was i i don't know any editor so i don't know what they use jimmy do you remember uh avid of course back back in the film days i actually my first film i edited in college was on a linear vhs system so if i wanted to insert i learned that uh, if i wanted to we didn't have an avid yet We're, we're getting it the next year when I had to edit this one piece of video, I, I'll send you the link. It's actually pretty damn good. You can look at it and go, damn, that's not bad. Um, I shot on 16 millimeter black and white film. I put it to a U2 song and then I just made this video. And uh, I edited that sucker on linear VHS tape. And then I took all those time code numbers and went to a place in Manhattan. I was there. I, was, I had a two hour slot mm-hmm. and the guy made a mistake early on. He's like, the rest of the night, the night's on me. I was there until like, 10, 11, 12 in the mornings. I don't like noon uh, the next day. I was there all night. Yeah. And it was a great piece. But uh, that sucked because I had to like <laughs> literally just re-record from here on because I had to insert something as if it was physical film. Mm-hmm. And then the next year we got an Avid, way better, non-linear. Oh, but yeah, well, of man. course, I know that. Yeah, Avid was insane. And then Apple kind of took over the market of Final Cut. Yeah. Final Cut yeah. Pro. And then what, I have it. What, I, what, I never then, used it. Then what took over? I don't know. Since then. I don't Andy, know. Andy, do you know? Do you, was it Adobe Premiere, or do you know what? Uh, if if Apple is trying to win back the market, what took over since then? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't because I don't do high end yeah. video production work. But I do I'm, know that I'm, I'm almost, almost thinking Adobe Premiere. Uh, that that took... may be. Um, I know that that the people were real upset at Final Cut when Final Cut went to Final Cut X. Um, oh, okay. because they really like lost a like ton of like features and like time right. coding stuff yeah. that like normally yeah. you need on those high end production sets. Um, so like people were like using the older one for like years after. And I don't really know what's happened since then. I don't really know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if they're going to win back the market again with this high price machine. I mean, well, for, I, the, for the people that, that do that kind of work that need it, I think they're kind of rejoicing, you know? And, and what, what I, what I also did hear about like that stand in particular is like what they really failed on is announcing the stand, the piece of metal for a thousand dollars. That was, that was the biggest fail overall. What they should have done is just say that it was a $6,000 monitor. And then you're comparing a 6,000 monitor to like, you know, the $15,000 guys or whatever, you know, um, that's what they should have done. They just really screwed it up on a PR level with the way that they released that, um, and, and we're charging for the stand. They just shouldn't have, they just should have included it and had it be a $6,000 monitor, you know, and that just Mm -hmm. is what it is. Well, there's also a lot of, you know, videos have not only screens next to each other, but of course on top. So they'll have a custom made stand system 
in in their video in their editing suite. This right. is, this goes back to when I was to And that's be, probably why they did mm-hmm. it this way. That's probably why yeah. they did it this way. Mm-hmm. And they do have like like the like a $200 adapter to mount it onto like a Vesa mount adapter or whatever um to like mount it on to whatever you would normally mount those You know onto. way so, I didn't even look at it. A friend of mine sent me a link and was like this is your Christmas list. I'm like I don't even know what that is. And, he, and I looked it up and I'm like oh I could not care any less right. because <laughs> I've had a Mac Pro for t- more than 10 years. I know no one that ever bought the trash can one, right? Which one was a person. good machine. Lindsay I mean, Dario bought that thing. <laughs> I know. It was small and it, it was very powerful, but it was still very expensive. I never even heard of it. Well, it's a little, it's a Mac, it's a Mac Pro. It's been around for, I don't know, six years, give or take. It's like a. No, little, I never heard of trash can. It looks like or, a black trash can. say it looks oh, like a, a trash it's can. It's a nickname. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah, nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at it, you, first of all, you think it's like this big tower thing. No, <laughs> it's a tiny little thing. You're like, that's it. It looks like it looks like a, a a cup holder too. Like in the center is like round. Like you put your cup right in the center of it on top. But um, you know, people are just the thing with the, their new Mac Pro is that you can undo the top and like replace stuff yourself. I would like to think because on my Mac Pro, I've been through two of them and I've replaced stuff myself all the time. Like I just did recently with the with the solid straight drives and the video card and the and the RAM and it's so easy. Pop pop pop. And every now and then I take it out and I dust it all off because a lot right. of dust gets in there. And that's what they needed to do because that's why the pro people were so upset is they were yes. like they they threw them into this world of trash can max. You know what I mean? Where like you can't upgrade, you can't do the things that you're supposed to be able to do with a high end beefy machine that's made for that. So they so they basically did exactly what they were supposed to do for those those high end people as far as that goes. You know, maybe this is um, going to be maybe the new Mac Pro is going back to the word pro. And then include uh, maybe a SD card slot. How about that? How about a, a couple more USB I, ports? So, so this actually for me is a, it's a good sign. It's a really good sign that yes. on the next version of the MacBook Pro, we're going to actually get what we want. You know what I mean? Because it, it shows games. that they're actually listening now because they they were, you know, like all these companies, they get in their heads and they think that, well, this is going to be this way. And even Apple for as Apple as Apple is, right? Like they they went too far and they lost people with the with all that you know so so at least that says okay now they're listening and they made the product that people actually want for that level of person not not for us right but yep. for that level of person they made the product that they they want and now hopefully they're going to listen to what we actually want in the next version of a MacBook Pro you know Andy you're you're so. three for three myself included for people who have this exact Mac Pro and is not getting rid of it until. There's something better yeah. along the line because and their new Mac Pro is not, not better. It's not. No. Yeah, the, and everything First of all, about the, the new keyboard. Magnetic thing yeah. alone is, is worth yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. I yep. love it. Give me a break. I'd I buy another one. Over all the same time. exact thing. Yeah, I, I, I will. You can rip this out of my cold dead hands until because I because there literally is no other laptop. And I, I, I tried. I tried with the with the. Yeah, the 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 Microsoft book, um, the Surface Book Two. Oh, yeah, and which was great in some levels, but it's still. You know, it was. It still has that Windows jank. I thought the Windows jank was gone, but it's not. And and Apple's mm-hmm. m- machines are still better as far as like the overall design and all that kind of stuff. But it's um. So really, nobody is making a machine for me right now. And and I mm-hmm. and whether that be Microsoft, maybe they can fix their stuff and have less jank and have it be more of a solid piece of machine that's consistent, right? Um. Or um. Apple can fix their stuff and give us back some of the things that we want and not have these issues with the keyboard and the lack of you know, all this different Yeah, you know, I forgot to mention that I had a problem with mine. Maybe I did. I I had a problem with my MacBook a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago. It was pretty bad. Everything was super slow. I took it in to the Mac store in in Danbury. I was waiting around a couple hours. Perfectly fine since then. 
don't know what they did. They just went in there, cleaned up stuff, and did whatever they did. But it's like, hey, good for you guys for not being like, oh, I got to get a new one. You know, they just made this one better. Gentlemen, rock and roll. Yeah, does anybody have anything extra extra to add to the podcast before we close it out? No, we'll have to get back to Jen. We're sorry. I know I said we talk about this. Oh no, 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 no. No, let's do it because if we we plow through it, yeah, yeah. Whenever in business or even in the podcast, when we say you're going to do something, you got to do it. That's true. Okay, Okay. so we said we were going to do it. Let's do it. What do we got? What does she say? Well, her her emails, her initial comments, quite long, but overall, she was talking about what lenses to buy because she shoots with the Nikon D750. And she wants to shoot more video. And she's thinking uh, the Sony a7 III will be plenty for her business. And she's talking about what lenses she wants. So she has a 35. She likes that a lot. And then she's talked about a 50, 85, blah, 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 105 she likes. But uh, from I'm only going to say this from what my dive into to, uh, to mirrorless was, was about. Okay, forget about what you should buy just play with the camera itself you might not like it you might not like the clack of the shutter because that's a perfect word for it it's not a, it's not a snap it's not as fast as it, uh, as most dslrs it's a it's a not a good shutter really it needs to be a lot faster and it's just small you might not like the way it feels you might not like the way you have to go into a menu to change something quite often and there's features in uh, on the mirrorless and on the sony that just don't exist in Nikon, and and you might be like, you know what? As cool as this feature is, doesn't apply to me. I'm not going to need it, and I don't like that. I have to go to a menu setting to change it. So just pl- get the camera. Right, she doesn't have the camera right now. She's going to keep one. I would just play with it, see how you like it, but dive into it for a shoot and put yourself at the on the test and be like, I have this camera only and one lens. It could be a small shoot. It could be a test shoot, but I wouldn't start thinking about what lenses to buy for it and all this, because you might buy it and be like, eh, I'm not even digging it. It's just not for me. Cause everyone's like praising mirrorless and like, Oh, this is so great. It's not for everybody. It's a totally different system. It really is. I, I love it for weddings. I don't like it for, for studio work at all. I don't like it for shooting strobes. It's, it's not what I like. I like looking through straight glass and I like the, the snappiness of the shutter when it comes to being in studio. And in, even Andy, even you're not hundred percent mirrorless. You still, You've been you've had it longer than I have that Sony. Yes, I've had um, since uh, November of 2018. I had that Sony, um, or maybe October. No, more or something than that. Like that. 17. No, no, 2018. Oh, no, no. Andy, I got mine. In oh, June yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah correct, correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. 2017, um, November of 2017, October yeah. 2017, something like that. But yep. you still go out with a 750 and a Sony on yes. your body. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I go out with with both of them. Um, honestly, um, I've already mentioned the reasons on the podcast, though. Um, yeah. You know, for for the DSLRs at receptions and, and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. When I, I that. W- when I want image quality, I pick the Sony up every time. Um, when I just need a photo and I don't care as much about Im- image quality, I'd probably rather have the Nikon. So that's the general gist. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't, you know, you, you don't know until you try it. Um, unfortunately. And, and, uh, if your favorite lens, I'm just reading some of what she has here. If your favorite lens is a 35, I would, I would honestly just do that. I would get the ACE, the a seven three with, the, with a 35 and 
play with that and experiment, see what you see, what you think about it, and then go from there. Just yep. do, when you removed a new camera system, every time I've done that, I don't know if did I mentioned this in the last show or was I talking to somebody else? I might have been talking to somebody else. I was talking to somebody else. Um, but anytime you move to a new camera system, any every time I did that, I only just bought one. So when, when I was shooting Canon and I went to Nikon, I bought one D750 and one 35 millimeter lens. Play, play, see what you see what you like. Add it to your lineup. And then if you like it enough, then you can start building and moving over. And when I was shooting Nikon and I and I bought a Sony camera, I just bought the one with a 35, play, see if you like it, and then build up from there if you want to. Um, that way you're not like locking yourself into anything. You still have all your old gear and then you can sell things off slowly and make a slow transition. You don't have to jump all over the place really fast if you don't want to. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, and, and and the comment about the um, <clears throat> the lens adapter, I had the best one going. Um, I forget what it was called. <laughs> I sold it recently. I had it for like half a year. And they're not good. Uh, not, the lens adapter is no go, right? No, it, it, it was very very slow. When I put on the seventy two hundred, it was like just trying to find an eye. I even had it on a on a um, on a headshot session where my camera's on a tripod and the people aren't moving from the mark on the floor and it was hard finding the focus and I was getting frustrated. Yeah. So I, I took that lens off and went to my uh, 24 to 105. Just one so, more quick thing too. Yes. Um, if you have not gone here, I, I would, I honestly, if I didn't have one of the mirrorless cameras yet, I would wait and see what Nikon does on this next version of the Z6, Z7 because hopefully maybe. they listened. You know what I mean? Like on, in terms of what they need to be doing, same thing with Canon. I mean, uh, on the, the next version of those cameras, maybe they're going to fix the stuff that was a problem with those first versions that we don't need. There to was a, a leak that there was a Z3 5 or something coming out, but of, of course it's going to come out. I heard good things about, just about, what. The, about what the next version is going to be. So They might announce it late summer and then for a 2020 release. Well, like, you know, I don't care. no one can wait another year. Come on. Maybe. Yeah. And Jennifer had a question for me. She she said she was re-listening some podcasts and she remembered that I was I almost bought a I almost switched to Sony, but uh, the store was sold out, so I bought a D750. And she wonders how I feel about that. And Jennifer, I am completely fine. Nothing's changed in in my work, and I haven't seen a Sony shooter create an image that I can't create with my Nikon D50 D750. D750. Um, so I have three of those bad boys and, uh, I'm, I'm completely fine. I actually picked up a D750 that was on sale and I put some money towards some more, uh, light shaping tools, which, you know, better lighting, better images. So I would, I, that, that's, that's just me. I, I'd, I'd spend more time of, uh, of, uh, on, on lighting gear rather than camera bodies. True. <clears throat> True. With that, gentlemen, that's going to wrap up episode number 109 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Jimmy Ferrara, yeah, where can people find baby. you? Uh, JamesFerrara.com <laughs> and all the social is at photo. Loop deck, baby. Loop deck. <laughs> Loop deck. After, after the big reveal has been revealed. I'm really surprised you guys weren't more about it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Luke Yeah, Dad. right. Yeah. They're not going to sponsor me now, are they? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think this episode title has to be called The Big Reveal. Fine. <laughs> uh, Neil, uh, where can people find you? 
Uh, yeah, neilurban.com, and I swear I'm going to start using Instagram. That's like my my goal from here on in yes. until the rest of the year is start using Instagram. I'm just going to start posting images like crazy. Yes, I swear it. Yes, I probably won't. I probably won't post anything, but I'm. I, Inside this this uh, this brain of mine, I'm going to yeah. post. More. I, I had I, I had the idea like you have that thought inside your brain. I had the idea that I was going to start tagging things on Instagram and like and like putting up like hashtags and like like tagging the vendors at the weddings and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that so this year. And will I do that this year? Hell no, I'm not doing that this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just going to post my photos and post the line and then that's it. If people like it, they like it. If not, that's okay too, you know? <laughs> so uh, if you're interested in following my non-hashtagged Instagram uh, feed, you can go to uh, Andy Buscemi. It's, my last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I and uh, find me over there or on Facebook. And uh, thanks for listening in, everybody. This has been episode 109 of Wedding Photographers Unite. We'll catch you next time. He's out. Adios. Bye. Who needs to plan for a wedding photography podcast? That was a good episode. I enjoyed that. That was a good episode, yeah. Yeah.